Welcome to Two Judgy Mums, a babyology podcast. Han and Bex are two mums, under pressure, under-resourced, but over-opinionated. And are our two judgy mums. Is it better to watch your kids in the disco or wait outside? Oh my God, Hen, I am so glad to be out of there. That is, just look at those kids dancing. Don't go in there. It's a jungle of five-year-old sluts. (laughs) (laughs) My five-year-old sluts in there. It's just, it's not my fault they dance like that. The girls dance like that. Why don't the boys dance like Why do they dance like that? I can't even watch it. It's so uncomfortable. It looks like they're all going for a gynecological exam. (laughs) It's awful. Um, I don't know. I blame TV. Do you watch Rage or let your kids watch music videos? Well, I do have music on and, and, you know, they're obsessed with YouTube and stuff. But they're more... The thing I'm actually surprised about is they have got great rhythm. They're they're clearly copying a dance routine step for step, don't they? Yeah, but it's just a dance routine of someone who expects to have $2 bills shoved down their They're way better than me at that kind of dancing. If I was trying to pull it off, there's absolutely no way. (laughs) (laughs) If you pulled it off in a place like this, they'd have to call the cops. (laughs) They but look at the boys. Like the boys just dance like they're, you know, preparing for a soccer match. Yeah, they're just jumping around like they're yeah, lifting their shoulders up and down. Yeah, where the doing girls, some back spins. Why why do they have to dance like that? I mean it it's I find it very disturbing. I know. The hips suddenly just go straight out, don't they? Mm. And it's it just makes me look like ah no stuff that no, I'm just <laughs> hang on. Let's just turn away. Turn your back to it. It's best that we don't see it. Yeah, and also I don't even understand who anyone is anymore, any of the recording artists or any of the singers. I know, I I totally agree with you. I saw a meme the other day and it said... Isn't it a meme? Is it a meme? I don't know. Okay, a meme, a meme. (laughs) And it said, I am, I don't know who Cardi B is, years old. Oh, that's brilliant. I actually thought Cardi B was like Noni B, like it was some sort of old woman's shop. (laughs) Because of cardigans and... So she's a singer, she's Australian? Who is Cardi B? I've got no idea. And then when I went to the hairdressers recently, I was flicking through the mags. I don't know who anybody is anymore. And it said, can you believe Cardi B and Ariana Grande are the same age? I thought Ariana Grande was a coffee. Who are they? <laughs> <laughs> it does sound like a coffee. Well, I, what I find really scary is that uh, people like Taylor Swift are now giving like political advice to their listeners and you're like yep. oh I really preferred it when you just had your lyrics like you know dealing with me I'm a nightmare dressed as a daydream and you're yeah. like oh and you're now giving political advice better than relationship advice <laughs> true true oh you know the other band that I just found out about recently Who? five seconds of summer which I thought was about premature ejaculation of teenage boys. But it turns out, have you seen them? They look like the, the stylist has just stuck their heads in those jet blast hand dryers that are everywhere now in yeah. public toilets, and their heads are just off to the one side. It's like they've all been caught in a wind tunnel. Their faces as well, and their hair. Yeah, it's just like... Zhunk. Hey, I think they're called Five Sauce. What? Five Sauce, Five Seconds of Summer. That's the acronym for their band. Oh. 
Five sauce. Isn't well, that you've disgusting? You've been five sauce yourself. Isn't that revolting? Oh, you know, where was the good old days when we just had silver chair and they just had long hair like we do? I know, exactly. <laughs> they sang about teen angst, not about how to get laid. Yeah, well, we are getting old. I, I feel really old when I hear music, actually, to be honest with you, because not only do I not know who it is, I actually hate it. The music? Yeah. How about Baby Shark? It's nothing I like. Oh, do not. I'm going to start shaking. Yeah, that's I think an I'll break out in a rash. I, I love it. I love it. You know it started in South you Korea? You do not. Yeah, it's like uh, the Ebola virus. Like it's just <laughs> spread across the world and it's like over a billion people have watched the video or maybe only 20 people but they've just watched it. Over and over and Two over, million times and over each, yeah. and over. It's in our house constantly as well, in the car. It'll be here tonight for sure. Yeah, well they do. They're playing it in clubs now. Because when you're whacked off on drugs or something, I guess that's what appeals to you. In adult clubs? Yeah. God, I haven't been clubbing for an eon as well. But I tell you what, if I was in a club and Baby Shark came on, I would fucking leave. (laughs) (laughs) That would ruin my night. And I actually, in saying that, the closest I've come to being in a pub recently was after the park. So this happened last Friday, actually. After the park, you know, always do the park play on a Friday afternoon just to run that last bit of fuel out of them, really knocking them out. So then went to the chicken shop afterwards, right? <laughs> chicken and chips. And Poppy needed to go to the toilet. So I, it was like, it's, she always needs to go to the toilet the most inconvenient Yeah, when times. you've got a trolley full of groceries yep. or... Any, any, any time it shouldn't actually happen, it happens. And whenever she needs to go to the toilet, there is not one toilet to be found. Anyway, so this happens all the time. So I picked her up. There was a pub across the street. So I just ran across the road. And the pub, like, I was bashing on all the doors and all the windows, like, couldn't find which door was going to open. You know what I mean? Like, I hadn't been there before. So I'm pushing on the, pushing, pushing. And then I suddenly, like, sort of fell through the door <laughs> into this room of just high vis. Oh, nice. It was just high-vis, it was shoulder-to-shoulder, right? And it felt like, and I don't know if this is actually happened, but it felt like it just went silent, the room went silent, and they were all just staring at me, and I'm holding Poppy on my, and she's like, I can they feel... They were probably waiting for someone, you know, to go, oh, my missus is here. <laughs> I know. And I could feel her starting to, like, wee on my hip, and I was like, oh, my God, what do I do? And then all of a sudden these women turn around, topless waitresses. I barged into a topless waitress night, like, tits and snits or whatever it's called in sea of high vis and I could not get through and I'm like going oh god sorry 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 there's just boobs everywhere high vis <laughs> and I was like squishing through squishing through they they didn't like part a sea form you know like part because oh, I would have thought you would have been like poison ivy or something that everyone would have just gone right away I know but there was no room for them to actually it was honestly shoulder to shoulder high vis and tits as far as the eyes can see so I took her to the toilet, and do you know what? There's only one way back out. Oh, is there only one door in, one door out? Well, yeah. I couldn't find the other door. So I had to go back. Had a bit of wee on my, <laughs> on my hip as well. Oh, it was disgusting. Disgusting. Yeah, that's the sort of pub I wouldn't want to win the meat raffle in. Just... Yeah. You wouldn't yeah. be there to win the meat raffle. You should have. You know what you should have done? If you stayed around and just <laughs> said you were collecting money for breast cancer awareness, I reckon they would have been so ashamed that you would have actually made a fortune. That is so true. I, cl- I kept my top on, I have to say. <laughs> <laughs> there was no chance of me riffing off my top. I was so embarrassed, though, and I was just thinking, please don't see anybody you know. <laughs> I think it would be more awkward if you were one of the waitresses. <laughs> yeah, yeah, absolutely. <laughs> 
you know, I wish there was an app that could tell you where the closest, cleanest, actually, let's make that a category, clean public toilets or toilet places where you wouldn't get turned away if you just wanted to go to the toilet. I can't tell you how much money I've spent in cafes where I have no intention of sitting there and, and buying anything but bought like muffins, coffees, hot chocolates, whatever, just so the kids can go to the toilet. Yeah. Well, that you could, that's one of your ideas. Could be a good app, couldn't it? Yeah. I mean, it is a good app. It already exists. But oh, you right. keep trying. <laughs> okay. Well, maybe I can make it better. Does it Mind have you, do clean- you want to be the person who has to go around and judge all the toilets for cleanliness? <laughs> that could be your job. No. <laughs> <laughs> no, that is actually not a good job. But the categories in terms of cleanliness, that is a good idea. Yeah. Isn't it? It is. It's a brilliant idea. Accessibility, cleanliness. Also, the cafes and cinemas, maybe. Yeah, that all you got to do is buy a large popcorn for five dollars. That's as big as your head, and then you get to go and do a wee. It's a five dollar wee. Make yeah. it snappy. It'd be worth it with some kids. See, in your app, you could even invent emojis for the cool kids to press, whether they, you know, thought it was clean or it smelt of vomit, yes. or you know, it was a good place to take selfies because the young kids love to take a selfie <laughs> in the bathroom. You know, it's got a good mirror, good light, good light for a selfie, and uplighting or great idea. What kind of emojis could you have for that? What would be the emoji that says "perfect lighting, clean, doesn't smell like spew"? Maybe just Kim Kardashian's face. Yeah. <laughs> like yeah. clean, but still gives you the shits. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> clean, but could, could always use a scrub. Exactly. <laughs> Is there a bar here? Is it open? Yeah, of course. You can't have a kid's disco without an adult's bar. I'm going to get and get a tray of wine. I can't be sober through this. You're just rubbing it in. I'm not drinking. There's nothing on that bar that I can drink. I mean, it sucks being pregnant, doesn't it? Yeah, but you know, I think what's worse is like everyone's like, "Oh, it's fine once you've had the kids, you can have a, you know, a drink and after you finish breastfeeding, it's fine." But I then get the panics that I'm going to get drunk and not yeah. be able to take my kids to the hospital because I know that's when they're going to decide that they want to stick their hand in the food processor. Yeah, that's so true. And you know what? It's happened to two people that I know. What? One had a birthday party for their youngest child and everybody was drinking at the party and they sort of accidentally had too many drinks, which is probably like I'm going to have tonight. Very, very <laughs> much. I think one of you always needs to stay sober, don't, don't yeah. you? Don't you think? So they accidentally both didn't stay sober their son got like his mouth like his teeth kicked in or something so she had to take him to the emergency room in an uber and she was quite drunk like really drunk and when she got to the emergency room at the hospital she felt like everybody knew she was really drunk but then she started to think well everyone here's drunk aren't they (laughs) yeah in the emergency room on a friday or saturday night trying to be like chatty and chatty and friendly then she decided she should just shut up but what happened was her kid needed an operation that night on his teeth to extract his tooth or something this is not helping me this is making my nightmare come (laughs) true she was flying drunk and her husband was at home with the other kids drunk as well i mean i i'm not saying that they were rolling around drunk but they'd had too many drinks to drive and you know be responsible there should be an uber a special uber button for that you know maybe driven by pediatric pediatric nurses or something and they come pick you up and stay with you yeah they talk you through yeah you're not a bad person you just needed to have a few wines to relax it can happen to anybody don't worry about it but I think you need that person as the responsible adult so you go uber two piss to take my kid to the hospital (laughs) 
need Help. a responsible adult. No judgment. Yeah. Never speak of this again. Yeah, perfect. I'd pay for that. <laughs> it also, so the second person I know it happened to, they actually smoked a joint. Oh. On a Sunday night, <laughs> and smoked a joint for like, let's say, 15 years, had one in the pantry They just that had been sitting there for a really long time. That's very different pantry to my pantry, but go on. Mind, it was herbs in the herb area, in the herb section. And uh, it's really, really unlike them to do this, by the way. And so they sat outside and had a couple of beers and, and shared this joint. And as soon as they'd finished smoking the joint, they were instantly wasted, like absolutely off their chops. And then the baby woke up screaming and crying with this temperature. He's like sweating and whatever. And so the husband has got the greens vomiting outside in the backyard. And the mum, who is my friend, is like, what on earth am I going to do here? She couldn't think straight. So she rang this friend that she knew would make no judgment and ask no questions. And everybody needs at least two of those friends. In case one of them's sick. In case someone, one of them doesn't answer. Yeah. In case one of them's stoned already. <laughs> so she said, can you come over? I need you to take me to the medical centre or the hospital or whatever, but you, you can't say anything else. And so she gets there and she said her eyes were like, you know, that bloodshot just... She was so stoned. And so they carried the baby in. He had a chest infection and a double ear infection. And they made her stay there while they administered the antibiotics before she left. Because they were obviously thinking... They should make her take the antibiotics. She sounds awful. <laughs> I know. So they're probably thinking, we can't let this... But she And so she couldn't say... Look, I know I'm stoned, but I'm never, ever, ever stoned. Like, I haven't done this since high school. Like, I, this was just the one off the... And she said it was going all around in her head. She was sending some cocktail. When she got home, her husband was basically crying on the yeah, couch. Good. every... This is awesome. This is like an anti... This is what the anti-drug ad should be like. <laughs> I know. Every ambulance or siren that he heard, he thought his kid had died because he was so... <laughs> wasted that he just could you know reality had sort of left him and he'd been vomiting or whatever so that was the night that they never speak of again yeah it's, fair enough you know put in a jar and put in the back in the pantry where that joint should have stayed that's you, what you'd probably need in that situation if you're that sort of person is like some sort of plan yeah you know those people to call maybe we could put the five point plan on the on the wall Oh, that's a good idea. Like you have at work. How about or that? Or the CPR one. <laughs> like a to-do list. If mummy's too pissed, if mummy's had too many drinks, or if daddy can't drive, here's what we'll do. <laughs> what would you put on it? What would the five points be? Oh, number one, look into voluntary adoption. Number two, <laughs> put your parents in AA. Yeah. Cool. I reckon if you've got a five-point plan, you've got a problem. Maybe it could just be three-point plan then. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I think the number of points. But, you know, all this relies on still giving your kids the path, you know, like your pin code to your phone, which I'm just not prepared to do. We've said this before. I am going to die before I give my kids. They will never know how to crack that code. Yeah, yeah. Um, You know, know, those sorts of horror stories, I am copying them left, right and centre at the moment because I'm pregnant. Yeah. Oh, yes. It's something in the air when people see a pregnant person coming. They don't even need to know me. They feel the need to come up to me and tell me a horror story of birth. I absolutely know what you mean. It's like someone at the airport going, who just sits there waiting for people to get on flights and just before, you know, the gate closes, they tell the people rushing in, I survived a plane crash. (laughs) Or I know someone who didn't. Yeah, exactly. It's just on and on. I'm like, I don't need to know. But when people start, they say, oh, you're pregnant. How long? Oh, six months. Oh, well, my cousin just had a baby. And I'm like, 
No. Yeah, Shut yeah. up. I don't care. Don't want to know. It doesn't matter. It's not going to happen. Mary had a little, yeah. lamb, little. Well, I've got one for you. Oh, no. You are going to listen to this. So, a friend of mine, I mean, it's so convoluted, but it is actually true. A friend of mine's friend has a friend that lives in Canada. Like I in- am so glad there are so many friends out there. <laughs> it's a lot, people like, like you need people with friends. You know what? It's like a dolly chain, you know, when yeah. you open up the chain. And so she lives in Canada, in country back of nowhere Canada and so out there it's really hard this is what they're telling you it's really hard to get doctors and you know like you know probably like outback Australia you probably don't get the best ones right you probably don't get the the top of the class so her friend had a baby and uh she had natural birth all fine and then a, a week later she started to feel really sick when she was at home and she also realized that she hadn't gone to the toilet she hadn't had number two. And oh, so you she's have to do number two. Well, you're Australia. supposed to do that before you leave the hospital. Yeah. You? Like, I know you're supposed to do that when you have a Caesar, but. I, I think it doesn't matter what your your uh, operation is. In Australia, you've just got to do a number two. You've just got to move you Number out. two before you go out the door. <laughs> so, anyway, she, does, she realized that she, she went back to the hospital. Bex, they had sewed up her ass, they sewed no. her bum up. That is the worst story. One of well, it's up there. It's at least top twelve of worst pregnancy stories I've ever been told. I know, but I tell you this because if what? You, <laughs> you think you're having a bad day? At least you're not getting your bum unpicked by some incompetent doctor in the backyard, <laughs> country Canada. Oh my God, that makes me want to cross my legs and sit down. Oh, you're bad. But I'm telling you this because that won't happen to you. So whatever happens in your birth story, it will not be bad as getting your bum sewed up. I know. Well, I'm hoping to have the party Caesar, which I know is very unfashionable. What's a party Caesar? Well, you know, it's booked in because I'm old and it's my third and I've had one before. So, you know, they're like, Caesarian, and I'll choose your time, choose your date. And you rock up and everyone's happy and, yeah, you know, right. they chat about their holidays and then whoop, out comes a baby, you know, wrap it up, smile. Easy done. as that. Yeah. Oh, it makes me don't want to touch my bottom, though. Like, <laughs> that story's had more effect on me than it has on you, and I'm not even pregnant. What, my party Caesar story? No, the one about... <laughs> yeah. Party Caesar is a good term. I've never heard of it. Yeah. Oh, look, I highly recommend it. I mean, it's entirely unfashionable, and I'm sure my child will end up having lupus or something or, you know, be allergic to cauliflower because it's a cesarean birth. Oh, awesome. Yeah. Did you have two party Caesars before? <laughs> it was an emergency. <laughs> oh, right. I've had one of those as well. Yeah. Yeah, not recommended, but that's all right. I think my way of dealing with people telling me how awful their birth story or someone's birth story is, is I'm just obsessed with disaster porn at the moment. Disaster porn, what a great term. Yeah, it's just a great phrase. Unless someone has survived cancer but then been on a plane that crashed, I don't want to hear about it. And none of the good news stories. I'm like, just give me the Australian story. Oh yes, misery. It's so depressing. And then you know it is, but it's and I think it's trying to make me depressed so that I feel better eventually about the horror that is childbirth, childbirth. and then breastfeeding. Do you watch One Born Every Minute? No. Have you ever seen that? that show? It is horrific. I think it's a UK show. I sort of watch it with my eyes and ears covered partially because it's so distressing. I can't really watch or hear it, so I'm not sure what the <laughs> accent. Sounds are, are perfect. Really, really bad stuff goes on, goes down on that show, like babies born with no, a broken see, shoulder and stuff babies. like that. No, but see, I don't want babies. No, this is not babies. This is oh, you're talking horrific general. things that happen to adults more than once. Like oh, right. usually now to you know qualify for a disaster porn, you know, conversations on ABC or something, or writing a book, you have to have 
lost both of your arms in a shark attack. Yeah. And then on your way somewhere, you know, you get hit by a truck. So you're looking for a torso who got run down in a car accident who may have cancer. Yeah, who's, you know, all of a sudden found the beauty of painting with their mouth. (laughs) That's the sort of story I am feasting on at the moment because it's the only thing getting me through the pregnancy. Oh, my God. Yeah, if I'm ever on one of those, you'll know why. I've become aspirational. (laughs) Speaking of aspirational, thanks so much for taking me to your mother's house last week. (laughs) I am now an aspirational divorcee. That was phenomenal. Yeah, she did did well out of the divorce. It was so clean and ordered. It was just the most peaceful sanctuary with a view. There's hope for all of us, isn't there? Yeah. I want to be... A 60-something divorcee. With no kids. Live alone. If you can be. Amazing. But this is the problem. I keep coming round. Yeah, you're disrupting that perfect life. I know. She'll get used to it. Oh, thanks. You've got me a lemonade. That's... Well, it's a fire engine. It's a fancy lemonade. (laughs) Oh, with friends like you, that's brilliant. Hey, I was just looking up Cardi B or who Cardi B is on my phone. Right. And disappointing doesn't make knitwear. However, <laughs> Who is she? she's a singer and she has a kid, and I might use this name because it is so terrible, Culture. Culture. With a K. The Get out of here. Culture with a K. What, is it a girl or a boy? I don't know. Who cares, Who, really? How can you tell? Who would know? It's, it's a them. God, that is hideous. Do you know what? I heard about a, a baby that was born recently, Hurricane Chaos. As their full name? Hurricane Chaos was their full wow. name. Wow, Chaos is their middle name. Yeah, I th- no, I think they're called Hurricane Chaos. Oh, is it hyphenated? Well, I just... <laughs> makes it so much classier if there's a hyphen. It's a double barrel. Hurricane Chaos. Hurricane Chaos. He's not coming over to take Tilly to the library when yeah. they're 15, is he? But how cool would that you've got, if I've got Tilly, Fred, and then just Typhoon? Hurricane Chaos culture. Yeah. Well, my hairdresser was telling me about... Uh, these two brothers who are called on their birth certificate, Shano and Stevo. <laughs> and I thought, no first way. I thought, you know, that's pretty wrong, but Australian, so marks for being patriotic. But then I realised it's actually genius because you know how in Australia, every you know, you either end your name with an E or an O. Yeah. So maybe they will just be called Shane and Steve. Because that's the, you know, that's the nickname. That's the change. Because you're taking off a letter. And, but it'll probably come Steve Owey or that Shane Owey. That is hilarious. Yeah, brothers. Yeah. I mean, they probably won't end up Chief Justice of, you know, the High Court. Oh, Shane come on. <laughs> Chief Justice Shane presiding, Your Honour. Thank you. Um, but, you know, there's there's so many options. That's of... incredible. I've also read an article many, many years ago about baby names in New Zealand and one kid was called Number 96 Bus Shelter. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know if that was because it was the place of conception or what. And then those Benson and Hedges twins. No. Yeah, yeah. Um, because there was an art, because one of these kids who had this horrendous name, she took her parents to court. Wow. Yeah. And did she change her name to Jacinta Arden? <laughs> Maybe she did. Maybe she did. Number 96 bus shelter. How do you shorten that? Just 96. 96. 96. <laughs> Here comes the 96. <laughs> Number 96, your 43 is ready. Hurricane chaos, jump on 96. <laughs> Off we go. Off to get a bit of culture. But, you know, I've decided that giving my kids boring names is actually helping them. 
Yeah, I so, agree. Because if you, but you know, with, when you Google now, if your name is spelt differently, like culture with a K, or you know, is I hate that Henrietta, you know, whatever. If it's unusual, people find you. But if you are Tom Jones, thousands of Tom Jones, an aging singer. No, but no, no, no. But there's thousands of them because it's like a popular Welsh name or something. Yeah. So no one knows if it's you. So you don't. When people Google you, you know whether they're going to employ you and whatever. They'll never know which one you are. Yeah, so you can hide behind your, your common... Boring names. Yeah. yeah. And then all your mates can call you Hurricane in private. That's actually not a bad idea because when you, if you're sitting in classroom and there's culture, Hurricane, Chaos, number 96, Bus, Shelter, <laughs> Benson, Hedges, Shano, Stevo, <laughs> Jacko, whatever. And then Fred up the back. Yeah, if you're just little Fred, it's, it, you know, much easier to sort of either stand out or blend in. I don't know. Which we want for both, you know, our children. We want both. <laughs> Oh, my God. Imagine being the DJ at this um, event. Oh, my God, it's doing my head in. It would be highly medicated, don't you think? I went to a a kids' disco in America where you had two fast songs, one slow song. Two fast songs, one slow song. Like a prom. Yeah. And if they do that here, if this guy ends on a slow song, we have to run in there. So that's your cue to get out. Exactly. Okay. The slow song started. Before they start cuddling, kissing and swapping numbers. Does Cardi B do an acoustic lullaby version <laughs> of anything? <laughs> Who would know? You're asking the wrong person. I just need to finish this wine first. All right, you skull and I'm going to go get the kids. Easy. That's all from our two judgy mums for now. But I'll let you in on a little secret. They're planning a Christmas special from a shopping centre. The location will be the queue for a spot on Santa's knee. So stay subscribed or subscribe now.